Welcome to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast. When you're trying to get pregnant, whether naturally or with the help of a fertility doctor, weight loss can better your chances of success. I'm Dr. Stephanie Fine, and I help you do just that. Let's go. Hello, fabulous. I hope you're well. Are you using the hunger scale? It's such a good tool. Oh my goodness. It's it's such a useful, useful tool. And check out episode two for the basics of that, because that whole episode is about it. In general, because we're going to dive a little deep into one aspect of it, but I just want to give you the the general idea. It goes from negative five, which is empty, very, very hungry, all the way to positive five, which is Thanksgiving full stuffed un- unbuttoning your pants. And I like to say that we eat at negative two, which is hungry, and we stop at positive two, which is satisfied, or another way to say that is enough, or another way to say that is no longer hungry. And like I said, go back to episode two to, to hear the more about it. It takes some practice to find these levels for yourself. So I can't tell you what it feels like in your body for that. Everyone is different. Some people get a grumbling tummy. Some people get lightheaded. Some people get angry. Some people, you know, all that sort of stuff. And sometimes when we look for um, positive two, if we're used to eating to positive three or positive four, then we just back up a little. Like we're like, oh, that was, this is full. So I'm going to have less next time. It's one of those kinds of things. It just takes a minute to figure out. And a lot of us have a problem with the negative, with the positive two part. Like the stopping with satisfied can be tricky again, because we're used to eating until full or we clean our plate or we eat whatever the restaurant gives us or, 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 and it's not based on what we're actually doing, how we're actually feeling with the food, whether we've had enough or we're not, we're no longer hungry. But the hungry side can be tricky too. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So the big picture of the hunger side is to not let yourself get too hungry because we'll overcompensate. If we get too hungry, we'll overcompensate and we'll overeat almost every time. And in fact, if we let ourselves get really hungry, I think it's some hormones. I, I, I haven't found any studies on this, but it feels like a bottomless pit. Like you actually can no longer feel the satisfied peace if we let ourselves get too hungry. That's why the magic happens at negative two to positive two, because we can actually feel those things. If we get too hungry, then we can't even feel the satisfied part. So the hungry part can be really tricky. And it could be tempting to want to ignore hunger signs in the hopes that they'll go away. It's Our brains are so funny that they think that that makes sense. (laughs) Only because every day it doesn't work, but whatever. Sometimes we're hoping they'll go away. Of course, the problem is they do go away sometimes, but then they come back with friends right? So if it if you are successful in ignoring it, when it comes back, it's very big. And then again, we get into that bottomless pit thing going on. So ignoring it never works. We live in bodies that have needs, they need fuel. And so when we can accept that that's true, and, and then feed it accordingly, fuel it accordingly, then we will be so much happier with our productivity, our mood, our energy, everything will work out so much better. So it just behooves us to learn to use 
the negative two, positive two, eat at negative two, stop at positive two. So when we do the overeating, meaning we've gotten too hungry and we overeat, that will lead to weight gain every time. That seems pretty clear. When we just over overeat, and especially all the time or very, very often, that leads to weight gain. So of course, we're using the hunger scale to not gain weight, right? To find the way that our body feels fueled, that we feel comfortable with our hunger and with our satisfaction, and then we have the energy we want. Okay. So now that we know about negative three, four, and five, which is the too hungry, that's too much hunger, we're we're looking to eat at hungry, which is negative two. What about negative one? Some of us actually have trouble with that piece or, or most of us until we figure it out, but also there's negative one. So what about negative one? Negative one is just starting to get hungry. Negative two is hungry. So for some of us, the work is finding negative two versus negative three, which is what I sort of was just talking about, a little too hungry. Negative three is a little too hungry. So we just look for that. Another way people can find themselves overeating is when they eat every time they're at negative one. That can also lead to weight gain because we're eating too often, more often than we actually need. And this can happen when any feeling of hunger feels like a problem. Like even the slightest bit of hunger feels like it must be fixed. It needs immediate attention. And that's really an interesting thing to notice. So remember, we're waiting until negative two, which is hungry, but we do therefore have to go through negative one, which is starting to get hungry. So there is a feeling that we have in our bodies at negative one. And discerning negative one from negative two is part of the job of finding out where your negative two is. So if someone experienced this panicky feeling at negative one, where it feels like an emergency, that's really good to know. It's really good. I used to, I totally remember feeling this way before I figured out the hunger scale and my body's needs. I was so out of touch with my hunger. I used to just get hangry. I to, I'm, I remember this so well. I, I even had, oh, this is like embarrassing, but I had a long, this is clearly a long time ago, but I had a boyfriend who would carry around food just for this per exact purpose <laughs> because I was just completely out of touch with when I needed food and when I should eat and what my hunger signals were. He knew better than I did. Oh, I now have compassion for that past me. I just did not understand. And I was not accepting of my body's needs or rhythms. And others had to deal with those consequences. Poor people. <laughs> not anymore. Things are different now, thank goodness. But until we learn it, we don't know. And it feels like moods are out of our control. And that we never know when hunger is coming. And that part's not true if we start paying attention and using the hunger scale. So now I'm aware of my signals and I accept that I'll need food in the day and sort of general times that I'll need it. And I look out for myself and that improves everyone's experience of me. <laughs> Most importantly, my own, <laughs> right? So 
back to negative one. Negative one is not very hungry. Negative one is just starting to get hungry. So it's not an emergency. It's more like a warning. It says, pay attention. In about 30 minutes or so, it'll be time to eat. So do you know what we're going to eat? Do you need to start acting or ordering or preparing or something? Maybe it's all ready to go and you can just keep going until negative two comes. But it's sort of like a, a heads up. And that's really, really useful. But if instead we don't use it as a heads up, but we're like, oh, I'm having a feeling it's an emergency. And then we eat to quell that feeling, to calm the feeling because we're, it's starting to feel a little uncomfortable. We are going to overeat. That is too much eating. Eating at every whiff of a hunger will lead to weight gain. Now, sometimes it's just a simple adjustment. Like you've, it's just a misclassification of the numbers on the scale. Like as you're learning, that's not a problem. But if we get panicky around the feeling of negative one, just a, the hint, the hint of hunger, often that means we're very uncomfortable with any form of discomfort. That's so important. It's really worth noting. Because negative one is a feeling. It's a physical feeling in our body. And it's not necessarily pleasant, but it's not an emergency. But if we're not used to feeling things, if we can't tolerate any feelings in our body, physical or emotional, then paying attention to this one will feel like an emergency. This could be the mechanism for some of us about why we overeat, the emotional eating. It's eating to ease any uncomfortable feelings in the body. If we, if the slightest feeling of anything uncomfortable, we eat, 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 eat to stop it, that is the definition of emotional eating. It's really good to know this about ourselves. And then, and knowing the negative one or, or playing with the idea of negative one and feeling like it's panicky is a great clue. This is such good information to know. And so if we're having problems with negative one, we want to learn how to tolerate some discomfort in the body long enough to identify what it is and deal with it appropriately. Now, remember, we're talking about negative one, which is just starting hunger. This is not negative three, negative four, negative five, which are much more uncomfortable. And of course, I'm not asking you to tolerate anything very painful. What I'm talking about is tolerating a small discomfort. And some of us cannot do that. Now, some of us are very good at ignoring every discomfort in our body. We're not talking about that today. That is the flip side of this, which also does not serve you in the long run. But here, we're talking about if you're having problems with negative one, the slightest bit of discomfort, or it may not even be a discomfort, it could just be like a, a, a sensation, but that sensation sets off a panic and immediately food goes in to solve it. If we can tolerate feeling it a little, allowing ourselves to notice any of the sensations or feelings in our body, 
then we can get to the point where we can identify them. And when we can identify them, then we can appropriately deal with them. This developing a tolerance for slight discomfort is essential to knowing what's going on with ourselves. It's needed to know how you're feeling, what your needs are. Also, if there's danger, right? These are signals that our body uses. This is not a broken system. This is the way that our brain communicates to our body, to ourselves, what's going on. So we want to learn how to tolerate some discomfort in the body. And this is a wonderful way to start to do it. Hunger, negative one versus negative two. Because as you're starting to notice those levels, then you'll start to allow things like frustration. How does that feel in your body? How do you know when you're frustrated? And instead of just immediately saying, oh, that's a danger signal, we have to stop frustration, we can then say, oh, why am I frustrated? How can I actually deal with the problem of the frustration? Is, that some, is there something I can do there? Because food is not the answer to frustration. Food is not even the answer to negative one. It's the answer to negative two. The answer to negative one is, oh, I'm going to be hungry in, you know, 30, 40 minutes. Let me prepare. When we're allowing ourselves to notice a slight discomfort and then figure out what it's leading to, what it is, our whole world changes. So instead of feeding sadness, we can process it. We can get a hug. We can talk to a friend. It's not necessarily an emergency. Now, remember, I'm talking about the beginnings of it so that you can investigate it and then, and then figure out a way to deal with it appropriately. And most of the time, it will not be food. But there may be so much grief and sadness in there that if you're covering it up with food, we can't actually deal with it appropriately. It may be, like I said, hugs. It may be a therapist. It may be walking. It may be time with yourself. There are so many ways to deal with grief and sadness, and food is not going to be your best. But we can't know this if we don't even let the little bitty bit of it start. This is not about tolerating tons of pain. This That is not it. It's tolerating the beginnings of something in your body that's different. It may not even be uncomfortable. And then investigating that further and then giving yourself what you need based on that. You can handle any vibration in your body because that's all it is. So even a terrible emotion is just a vibration in the body. You can handle it. Here we're not even talking about how to handle big ones. We're talking about the little ones as indicators. And that's so helpful. So this is why I absolutely love the hunger scale on so many levels. Letting yourself dip your toe into the feeling world inside your body by experiencing negative one and not feeding it is the gateway to having a fuller experience of life. 
of what's really, really going on for you. And (laughs) this is so exciting. I always giggle about that because it's not that I want you to be in pain, but it's also very exciting because if you're noticing the pain or the discomfort, then you're becoming aware of it. Because when you know what you really feel, you can make decisions for your life based on the reality of the situation. Not what you hoped it would be, not what you wished it would be, but what it really is. How you really feel. And that's the path towards everything you want. The weight you want, the job you want, the partner you want, the family you want. Knowing the way you feel is your path. And numbing it may have helped when you had no control over your reality, like when you were a kid. So it's actually a brilliant strategy to help deal with feelings when you don't know how to deal with them. If you weren't taught that as a kid, which not many are, food could have been a really smart way of dealing with it. It was the only thing you had access to as a kid. So it may have served you, but now it doesn't. So being aware of the feelings will lead you in the direction of the life that you want now. Like I said, it's the path. So thank you, negative one. (laughs) If we're having issues with it, it might be showing us that we need to examine our ability to tolerate a little discomfort, at least long enough for us to figure out what we are feeling and what it's indicating we need. I love this work. True permanent weight loss is not just about how many ounces of food to eat. It's so much more than that, which is why it has felt hard in the past. If it was about how many ounces, you would have done it already. It's not. It is has to do with all these things, these hard things, these nuanced things. But stick with me. And I'll show you how it really works. I am so honored for you to be here. And I'd love to work with you. So there's a link in the show notes, or you can go to my website, stephaniefinemd.com. That's F-E-I-N. Click the Lose Weight With Me button. And I'll help you navigate this stuff. And you'll be the weight you want for the rest of your life. But that sustainable weight loss requires this work. So I know you can do it. You really can. And this is how we transform emotional eating. It's how we transform overeating. And it's how the rest of your life ends up feeling amazing too. It really does work that way. (laughs) I'm sending you so much love. Until next week. Bye. If you follow, share, rate and review this podcast, you'll be helping it reach others just like you and making their journey with weight loss and fertility just a bit easier. Lighten their load. Share in your groups and social media. Thank you, fabulous. Fabulous.